How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about. Basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Bad Daily Line. Sponsored by the Green Turtle Bet Parks Sportsbooks. This postseason, bet in person at the Green Turtle Bet Parks Sportsbooks. With locations in Camden and Towson, and enjoy the best-in-class sports wagering experience at their state-of-the-art facilities. Bringing an unmatched sports betting thrill. 105.7 The Fan. It's third down and seven. Mayfield wide open. There's more again. His second catch... Still working through this secondary, and a touchdown, Tampa Bay. That's courtesy of ESPN. Favorite play yesterday was the Bucks as they won outright as a three-point dog. Plays that I had from yesterday, the Bills minus 10.5, it hit. St. Joe's minus 11, they won by 20. The under in the Heat-Nets game went to overtime. Still won under by 25 points, and it was the lowest total on the board. Yeah. Wow. They they scored in the 90s. It was an ugly, ugly game. And then the over in the Hampton, uh, North Carolina A&T game. Uh, So hit all those. The only thing I missed, I won Cornell, the Lakers, Anaheim over, the under in the Bulls game. The only thing I missed was Tampa Philly over 43, and anybody who watched that game knows how easily that could have gone over. It just didn't happen. But I'll take that. And I expected Mike Evans to have a big game. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, that drop was just, that's rough. Well, that was tough. Oh, But it didn't hurt. They came right back to yeah. a touchdown. But still, that was like, oof. But he right didn't his hands. Up, yeah, so it was weird. Like, Godwin had a touchdown, but Godwin and Evans, <clears throat> they didn't do much. It was the other guys that did everything uh, to get the job done. And we'll see in the next matchup how things go. But um, I had two player props. One was Mike Evans. The other one was the rushing yards for James Cook to go over. Mm-hmm. That hit. Uh, so, overall, just a really great day. Um, hit my lock, which was the Texans. If anybody was interested in that, but so it leads you to, to today where you go. Now, there are more NHL games than I thought. I just refreshed the screen and more games are popping up uh, with the spreads coming out and it's things are slowly leaking in. Um, but there's two NHL games I like tonight. I think Arizona Calgary under six is a good one. And in Ottawa, I like a, if you want to call it a minor upset, minus 105 against Colorado. I'm going to take Ottawa at home. Um, in the NBA, like I said, it's a light night. I really like the Kings and Suns to go over the total. I think Denver and Philly goes under. The only thing that's like concerning about the Denver-Philly game is like we always want to see Embiid go up against Jokic. And we're not going to get that. Embiid's been hurt. I don't know when he's due to come back. I just know he's missed a bunch of games so far. Um, but that's a, a matchup that you'd have circled over the last two MVPs going head-to-head. College Hoops, it's a great night. We've got a ton of top 25 matchups. And one of the things I want to point out to you guys, just looking at the top 25 tonight, uh, there's going to be Jeremy, some upsets. could you check that? What? Didn't MB play yesterday? Did he play yesterday? Did he come back I yesterday? I think he did. Well, I thought he did. 41 points. Did we get it? Okay, so then uh, that was yeah. his first game back was yesterday. Okay. Um, 
So then we will get that matchup tonight. Uh, unless somebody sits, but again, with the NBA, you just never yeah, know. With him coming back, you never know. He might sit out, play one, sit out. Well, that was what happened last time. They were in Denver, and he was supposed to go up against Jokic. He sat, and everybody was pissed. But um, in college hoops, Purdue's at Indiana. They're favored by about 10. TCU at Cincinnati. TCU's a really good team that just entered the top 25. That's a trouble spot against Cincinnati, I think. Baylor's at Kansas State. Baylor's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. The ninth team on the road, ninth-ranked team on the road. Um, at Kansas State, interesting spot. Kansas is at Oklahoma State. Wisconsin's at Penn State. And Utah State at New Mexico. New Mexico, a really, really tough place to play. That was another top play for me on Saturday as they handle business against San Diego State. So where would I go tonight? I'd look at Georgia Tech-Clemson to go over the total. I think Arkansas and A&M to go under. I like Penn State plus the six at home against Whiskey. I think Cincinnati knocks off TCU, and I like K-State a lot tonight. And that's where I'm going to be uh, facing most of my action. As we talked about the NFL this weekend coming up, <clears throat> you guys know about the games. Saturday, Ravens get the first game against Houston. They're eight and a half, nine, nine and a half point favorites, depending on where you go. San Fran will be the nightcap that night, 10 point favorites. And then we have Buffalo minus two and a half. That'll be the late game on Sunday. Don't forget, they they uh, go three and 630 instead of the one four. Um, the one o'clock or the three o'clock game on Sunday will be Tampa Bay Detroit as Detroit is a six point favorite. It's an interesting weekend. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by these matchups and we get the one rematch of Kansas City Buffalo, which everybody be looking forward to. So there you go. Uh, totals not going to be crazy this weekend. 50 for uh, San Francisco Green Bay being the highest one. Ravens hit at 45 and a half. Thank I'd you very under. much. Jeremy Card 410-583-1057. That's the number. Kevin Willard. This team fresh off an upset win on Sunday over the number 10 fight in the line of Illinois. He will join us uh, at 945. But on the other side, have the Baltimore Orioles officially caught up with the rest of baseball now? I'll tell you why I'm asking that question up next right here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Bang. Update from the yard. On 105.7 on The Fan. 9.14 in the a.m. The Yard Update brought to you by LifeMed Institute. Guys, regain confidence and performance in the bedroom with Gaines Wave Therapy at LifeMed Institute. Gaines Wave is a revolutionary non-invasive ED treatment. Call 410-575-1200 or LifeMedInstitute.com to find out more because you want to know more. Guys, have the Baltimore Orioles caught up with the rest of baseball? I ask that because of this. The Orioles broke ground. Uh, on a project in the fall of 2021. It's their academy, Dominican Academy. 22 and a half acres, 
complex is uh, located uh, for for Caribbean, Central, and South American player development operations. Um, three includes three full fields, sports turf agility field, batting and pitching tunnels, administrative buildings, dormitories, educational facilities. More than a hundred players and coaches and staff can be housed, and the amenities include entertainment spaces, three classrooms and a computer lab that provides on-site learning and an education plan for each player. The dining room offers daily nutritious meals. Have the Baltimore Orioles caught up with the rest of baseball? 100%. Caught up. It may have surpassed them. because I was about to ask made. the next question. Yeah. Have, do others now need to catch up with the Baltimore yeah. Orioles? Because that's the way it works. When you have the newest facility, that you're the standard everybody wants to, to catch. So, yeah. I think they caught up and they've surpassed everybody else now. You've got, you know, an incredible analytics section. You've got a great presence now in, in, in the international market. Your new facility, you know, and you won 101 games last year. Yeah. And uh, Rockabaco, if you want to see some pictures, he's at the facilities for the grand opening. I'm sure he'll post it on MassInSports.com. Jeremy. Yeah. No, I, look, I, I feel like from that standpoint, they are either equal or ahead of everybody in baseball with now what they're doing, not only in um, the Dominican, but also what they've done in some of the other uh, signings when it comes to you know the international signings. That that being said, um, yeah, I, I still think that with all this other stuff, it's not the exciting things that fans are going to go, oh my God, we're doing this. But I, I don't think people realize how important this is when you talk about some of the great ball players that have come out of there. Um, even now, like I, you know, I went to MLB trade rumors and they're listing all the top guys that were signed uh, from this international signing. Um, with everything that's went on, all these these great young players, or at least potential great young players, and that's what it is. It's just the potential. We what did we talk about the Astros when they went to the the World Series multiple times and the international players they had on their team, like Jose Altuve, Yuri Gurriel, mm-hmm. guys that helped them get there and win it. So um, I do think that's important. So getting that stuff done and being involved there, something they weren't for a long period of time. It's a huge step forward for him. I think that's why the Orioles fell behind. A big part of the reason they fell behind. I do too. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, a lot of these organizations, they're not getting all high price free agents. I just saw a list. Well, we have MLB Network on. We have three monitors in front of us, and the ones to the right is normally MLB Network. And they talked about some of the top-notch foreign-born signing players and, and the fact that, you know, uh, you can sign a guy like uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., for under a million dollars. I think it was seven hundred grand they signed him for. Wow. And I always say this is why the foreign-born players extend their contracts earlier because they don't get the top money coming out. They don't. So they're looking for – I haven't cashed a check for $6 million. They don't. You know, mm-hmm. Ali Rushman's cashed a check over – with $6 million. Gunnar Henderson cashed a check for a couple of million dollars. So these guys have seen millions before. These farm-born players have not, so you're more inclined to to extend or to buy out their arbitration than you are the American-born players. When I say you can't do it, mm-hmm. they're just more likely to do so. Well, the Orioles have missed a lot. They're getting international players on the downside of their their career. You know, they're not getting them when they're when they're young, and you bring them through the organization, and you, you extend their contracts long time. The next thing you know, you've gotten their best years. Yeah. They're equipped to do that now. Look, they were so far behind. It was first of all, it was policy. Yes, that they stayed at the international market. Yes. That was a that was a team policy, which I never understood, especially because at the time it was policy. Twenty seven percent of Major League Baseball was Latino, was foreign born, and Latin, not to, not including the Japanese players. So you're talking about, you know, almost a third of the baseball was Latino, and you have no presence and no interest. 
given and and looking throughout the history of how many outstanding baseball players come from those you know, those countries. Yeah, I just it was pitchers and hitters. Like yeah, said, I mean, just and you can go back in time and you know and forget that. Imagine if Cuba was an open country. Well, we get occasional players from Cuba, but you don't get a lot. Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, you, you look at all these ball players, and and you want to get. Uh, if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses, you at least got to have something. And I, if you're not going to go out and spend money in free agency the way that you know a lot of people hope you will, and it doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't have to be their business model. I'm hopeful that they spend more money, but it definitely doesn't have to be the business model. The thing that people have to understand too right. is go spend, spend, spend. You've got a couple of big. If you want to keep Gunner, you want to keep Adley, and then eventually Jackson. You got to look at those contracts because they're pay the piper soon. Yeah. Hey, uh, check this out. Two current players or joint the celebration, closer Felix uh, Batista and shortstop Jose um, um, Jorge Mateo. But here's some of the old guys. He was the interpreter there. Yeah, he was. Uh, scheduled to appear also include Vlad, uh, Vlad's dad, Vlad Sr., uh, Nelson Cruz, Miguel Tejada, Hansa Alberta, Daniel Cabrera, Melvin Moore, and uh, Radimus Liz. Now, some people are going to say Melvin Moore is uh, Venezuelan. Yes, but it notes that he can appreciate the state-of-the-art facilities. Some of the reviews outside the organization, there are organizations right now, Jeremy, that have been quoted in saying they're disappointed because the Orioles did not factor in the Dominican bidding. Yeah. You know, Which is it's a backhanded compliment. It is. I'm disappointed in this. Why? Because we never factored the Orioles in Dominican uh, bidding. Mel- Nelson, or was just speaking of, you said Nelson was there, Melvin Moore. You got to take Moore and his family so they have somebody to play against. I mean, because he's bringing a baseball team with him, right? Almost. So that way you can compete down there. At the, Someone else there that I missed on uh, uh, Joe. I didn't see him. You said somebody else was there? Obaldo was there. Obaldo is? Okay. All right. Cool. Why you got to get on Melvin's kids? How many kids he had? Like eight? Six, right? It is enough. Wait, I mean, he got a lot of kids. It does. Yeah, like a lot of them on one shot. Yeah, I mean, but they're talking about Philip Rivers' kid in college now playing ball. He is one of them. Yeah, and he got ten more on the way. So. <laughs> He's certainly no Antonio Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers has a kid old enough to be in college playing ball. Yeah, how old is he? Philip Rivers. Is he forty? Uh, he's gonna be pushing that. Okay, yeah, he's cool. Yeah. He's cool. Yeah. He likes uh, having sex with his wife. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> so, but I agree with what you were saying, Jeremy. You, you gotta, you, you have to get to the point where you gotta start somewhere. Now there are people out there thinking how they head of baseball, head of, uh, head of people in baseball, are not spending money. How have they caught up with baseball? They're not spending money. They are spending money. They're not spending money on free agent players right now, but they're spending money. This facility, these facilities right here. It, it, it wasn't free. No, no, no. It broke ground in 2021. They just finished it. It's not free. It's cost a lot. So they're, they're investing in things that they believe that they compete in. They yeah. can compete in. I mean, I'm still waiting to uh, find out some other stuff, too. If they Like, I was just reading more on Dylan Cease to see if they'd be involved in that. Um, we saw some of the other signings go down. Guys like Cody Bellinger still haven't signed. There's still names out there. I'm not saying that Bellinger's a fit for the Orioles, but there are still some big names out there that you could either sign or trade for. And Jeremy's man crush on Dylan Cease is akin to your man crush on Cameron Hayward. On who? Oh, Hayward. Uh, oh, well, Cameron. Yeah. Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan. I'm sorry, Cameron Jordan. It's akin to that. It well, is. It's up there. Cease is a good ball player. I know, but so is Jordan. Okay. And, and I get a little uncomfortable when both of you talk about these two men because I, I don't have one like that. 
What, a man that you feel that, that way about? I don't think so. I don't think I have a player like that. I don't. Yeah, well, I mean. I don't know if I'm jealous because I don't or I'm uncomfortable because you two do and I don't. And it doesn't bother us. Yeah. I love me some C's. Yes, you do. You love it. You know, he might not come here because word got back to him that Jeremy Kahn is a little too fond of him. You may be what's blocking the move. Man. No, it's not me. It might be. He'd definitely come here. We'd be like best friends. He don't want to be your best friend. He don't want to be your best friend, Jeremy. We'd push the bed together so we had more room for activities. That's what we do. <laughs> we can make bunk beds out of them if you want. Kevin Willard joins us at 945, fresh off the upset of the fighting Illini of Illinois. But on the other side, yes, program reminder, we got Kevin Willard, so we bumped something up. Joe LaCroix's Encore, find out what we learned today right here on The Fan. First of all, how do you remove your genitals and prepare a meal? By the way, he's only 22 years old. <laughs> got a long way to go without his junk. Is it like wine that's better when it's aged? At so. some point, he's going to sit back and regret his life's decisions. At some point in his life, it's going to happen. It's like, you know, you look back at a photo, so I can't believe I wore my hair that way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I can't believe I cut my penis off. I can't believe 25 people enjoyed it. He's he's from Japan, and he served 25 people. Uh, that's That story's an onion story. That's not true. <laughs> Small plates. <laughs> that's so wrong. That's so freaking wrong, man. Uh, yeah, I he, hate myself for laughing at that. There <laughs> was only six guests. <laughs> now does it make more sense? They all left his, hungry anyway. His scrotum was included anyway. The organs were of normal function and was not receiving any female hormone treatment, so he's not interested in mm-hmm. transitioning. He just calls himself asexual. Just did the math, $683 per serving. <laughs> What'd you do last night? Oh, me and Barb went over and ate Mayo's penis. <laughs> what? How was it? Mm-mm. It was yama yama good. <laughs> what are we talking about here? They said oh, it, in total 70 people attended the event. While only uh, five people ate the genitalia. The rest of them ate beef or crocodile. It's like, we have penis, beef, and crocodile. I'd be afraid to eat the beef and crocodile because you're serving penis, man. <laughs> Did, you cook Did you cook it together? <laughs> Did you cook this beef in a separate pot from the penis? Because I don't Where'd want the, my... Where'd the gravy come from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't want my penis touching my beef. <laughs> Your beef strong. No, your beef wrong. <laughs> That's the odd core. I heard the Ying Yang twins perform too. Wait till you eat my. Anyway. Bruce, <laughs> uh, just talking about an uh, update from the yard. Rockabaco is going to join us Thursday at 9 30 to give us his whole experience that went on over there in the Dominican Republic. Let's go to Rice and Style and get Kai. What's up, Kai? What's up, Kai? They serving peanuts. Yo, these are crazy, man. <laughs> hey, look, man, I got the perfect. I don't know you guys. If Mike McDonald leave, we don't want Mike McDonald leave. Oh, who do we I want? Perfect. Look, I got the perfect coordinator, man. He's sitting there. And he have a playbook. Leslie right. Frazier. There you go, Rob. You said it. You said it, Rob. No, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Cameron Jordan. Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease. <laughs> Leslie Frazier. I'm really uncomfortable right now. <laughs> no, but look, man, on, on the real, I want you guys to tell me the weakness 
of the Ravens. I'm going to tell you mine, the inside running game, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the only thing I can think about. So how can Houston beat us? And, Rob, we talked about a weeks ago, this young quarterback is the truth, but they don't have a running game. Devin Singletary, no, he's not the guy. So how are they going to run on us? We're going to put – they don't even have the good receivers. They got Dalton Schultz. I like Dalton Schultz. But, man, how, how do you see these guys coming in our town doing what they did to Cleveland? I don't see it. And Texas fans, the first game of the year when we played them, we had different – they keep saying, uh, this is a different C.J. Stroud. How about the Baltimore Ravens are a different team since week one? I can, I'm I, so I see how they can beat them. I just saw the Houston Texans picked up Leslie Frazier to counteract the Ravens. See, they, no, I'm kidding. They didn't pick him up. But look, man, it's football, though. <laughs> things happen. Like turnovers. Uh, the ball bounce is funny. Like there's there's all kinds of craziness, uh, craziness in these games. Hey, anyway. Kyle, you ever notice how when you call, you'll ask us a question. And before we answer, you say, let me tell you mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Baltimore Ravens' weakness. Let me tell you what I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we never answered. <laughs> hey, God, Beast, you driving today, man? No, nah, man, I'm out here playing with my baby girl, man. She's two years old. She got a. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna go out in the snow, and uh, my, my wife don't want me to take her out because she says she's gonna get sick. But man, come on, we grew up in the snow, man. How old is she? How old is she? She's two years old. She's two. All right. Nah, man. That's why I haven't seen you guys in two years, man. I've been doing this right now. Like, you know, now she's ready to come out and I can come back out and have some fun again. Yeah, That's man. all. Take it in the snow. Go ahead. <laughs> now, if you get your ass whipped, I didn't tell you to take it in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> have a good one, guy. Enjoy yourself. I, I, was I out in the snow at two? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. At two? I think I was. I mean, I was. I know that. I was wearing one of those snowsuits. Yes. Like those yeah. gigantic ones like from yeah. the Christmas, Christmas story. story. Yeah. And my mom was driving a, a Vega. And I mean, first car. She took a left-hand turn on uh, over in Arrow Acres, took a left-hand turn to go up this hill. We lived at, we were saying my grandmother, like 12 right elevator or whatever. They, they all had like plane names, you mm-hmm. know, in the streets, fuselage, this and that. And uh, I was leaning up against the door, and once she turned, she turned too fast, and the door came undone, and I came rolling out of the car. <laughs> really? I was in that big-ass snowsuit. I was fine. She came running out of the car to make sure I'm okay, and I'm over there laughing. Know, that, that Do it again. Fuselage. That's one of the Essex. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, he landed on his ears, man. He's like, no, they didn't fit in that <laughs> snowsuit. <laughs> they covered my eyes. Now it's time for you to find out what we learned today. Ed Norris, what did you learn today? Well, we were talking about Shock G, Humpty Hump. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was dead. No, you didn't? I didn't. Yeah. He died last year, right? A couple years ago, 21. Yeah, I just happened to, you know, check it out. Fentanyl. Fentanyl. Shock G, the one that put, put the, the satin in your panties. panties. His maternal grandfather was an Hasidic Jew. Really? Yeah. It's such, such a background guy. Like, yeah. he, like the, the Humpty persona, I didn't understand it, but like we all jumped aboard and loved it, right? Like when he was doing the Humpty dance, but I liked him in Digital Underground just as Shock G before he put on the big nose and all mm-hmm. the other fake stuff. Yeah. There was a fictional account that's Presley that he wore the nose and glasses because he had a deep fryer accident and his nose got burnt. Oh, really? No, that was a fictional oh. like bio account, apparently. <laughs> yeah, Shock G. Some birthdays in sports. Uh, AJ Foyt celebrating the birthday today. Hmm. Former MLB pitcher Jack McDowell celebrating the birthday today. Y'all must have forgot. That the day was Roy Jones Jr.'s birthday, but Hell it is. Yeah. Don McLean, former NBA player, celebrating the birthday today. Former wide receiver Joe Horn hit the phone in the goalpost, <laughs> celebrating the birthday today. And 
Also celebrating a birthday today, future Hall of Famer, home run man, Albert Pujols, celebrating a birthday today. Pujols. Robbie once took one of his um, figures, action figures to school, and his teacher wasn't a, bird, wasn't a baseball fan. And she said, oh, Albert Pujols. Uh, Robbie was maybe six or seven. He said, the J is solid. <laughs> <laughs> He said it's oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What oh, you got that. over there? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you guys know my friend Pete, the serial flasher. He was thinking of retiring, but he's going to stick it out for another year. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know where cousins come from? No. And holes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a group of men waiting for a haircut? A barbecue. Uh. You like the ones like this? Yesterday, 8 o'clock, it was very time-consuming. Especially when I went back for seconds. What do you get when you cross a policeman with a skunk? What? Law and odor. I had another really bad one that was... My my wife is sleeping in the spare bedroom because she said she's had enough of my nighttime Elvis impersonations. I knocked on her door at 3 a.m. and said, Are you lonesome tonight? <laughs> you don't like the Elvis puns? <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. It's just weird how he looks for bad ones. You <laughs> I, mean? Let me skip well, the good ones and go right to the bad ones. Some of them are so bad you have to it. read them. Yeah. And like there are a lot of ones where you have to, it's a visual thing and it just really doesn't work out. I did like the one, I used this one before and I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this. I saw it over the weekend again. I was just on Tinder and I saw my wife's profile. I'm so disappointed in her for lying. She's not fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Oh, my goodness. Kevin Willard, head coach of the Maryland Terps men's basketball team, joins us fresh off an upset win of number 10 Illinois up next on The Fan. 946 in the AM, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on The Fan. Ed Norris, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Joining us right now, head coach of the Maryland men's basketball team. He is Kevin Willett. Good morning to you, coach. Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, watching that game uh, on Sunday, uh, I thought it came out in the second half. I don't know what you did defensively, and I know whatever you did, you're not going to tell us on air. But I thought the adjustment was tremendous. Um, I looked at Illinois. They scored seven points in the first five minutes of the second half and only 11 points in the first 10 minutes of the second half. And it just seemed to me that that defensive – that defensive effort in the first part of that second half just set the tone uh, for that win for you against the number 10 team in the country. Yeah, we just we just switched up our post-defense. They were hurting us. Uh, you have a 6'6 six, six point guard that can really score. And he was really hurting us in the first half, so we, we have two different post-defenses. We switched up our post-coverage and tried to make it a little bit easier for our guards um, to guard the post. And, uh, you know, I thought we were active on the defensive end. We were able to get some easy buckets and transitions, able to set up our press. And, uh, you know, and when we can do that, we're a pretty good basketball team. One of the things that drives me crazy in all sports because it changes, you know, it's, it's quick change, turnovers. You guys only had seven against the number team, 10 team in the country. Is this something that's been stressed or just something, that, you know, they just had a good night with this? Because I was real happy to see they didn't turn the ball over. No, I mean, I, I think it's something that, you know, We'd actually be doing a really good job not turning the ball over. Um, you know, we had an unfortunate 
game against Minnesota where we, we just didn't value the ball and, you know, for numerous reasons why we didn't play well. But, um, you know, we really only had four turnovers. You know, they, they gave us a turnover late in the game for a travel with one second left, and then we had a turnover um, when we call a timeout, and they didn't give it to us. So I think the guys have been valuing the ball, you know, er, really ever since December, um, taking care of it. We just had one bad game against Minnesota where, giving them credit, their defense was good, and we just didn't play good. Did Jameer Young ever come over to you and say, I'm tired, boss. Give me a break. I mean, he played all them minutes, coach. It's got to say a no, lot about your point guard. No, Jameer's, you know, Jameer's a guy that wants to be in the game. And, you know, I, I feel really comfortable with the fact that, you know, even yesterday uh, we stayed in Chicago after the Illinois game. You know, we usually don't practice day after games. And he's in a really good rhythm again. He feels great. His body's back. You know, he's finally gotten over that flu. So um, he's not coming out of the game because he doesn't want to. Uh, here with Kevin Willard, head coach of the Maryland men's basketball team. Coach, well, I want to go back to something you said about switching up your post defense because uh, Julian Reese played 34 minutes and had one personal foul. So did it, switching up that 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 post defense maybe help him out defensively as well? Because he, I mean, one foul for you, your post player with that many minutes is is, is is pretty good. Well, I mean, Illinois is a little bit different team. Uh, I think uh, Hawkins is one of the most dynamic players in college basketball as a five man, but he doesn't post up. So Jew spent most of his time on the perimeter and actually switching up on a lot of guards. Uh, Illinois Post, you know, they have a six-six point guard, a six-four two guard that that's in uh, Ty Rogers that's really dynamic who posts up. So for the most part, they're a little bit different in the fact that your your five man doesn't have to play post defense. Okay. So for Julian, it was kind of nice for him. He didn't have to bang down there. He was able to bang on the offensive end. Uh, but for the most part, it was it was our guards who were who I thought in the first half could guard a little bit better and then realize very quickly that we had to make a change. Thank you. Stayed out there because you, you know, stayed in Illinois because you play Northwestern next. Um, what can you tell us about this team? Yeah, I mean, Northwestern has one of the best guards in the country in Boo Booey. Um, yeah. you know, he play, plays 39 minutes a game. He's leading the Big Ten in three-point shooting, uh, two-point percentage from a guard. Um, they're, they're a big, they're physical. Um, defensively, they, you know, they're going to make everything hard for you. Just a, you know, a, a typical Big Ten team in the Midwest. You know, extremely well coached, uh, good guard play, and very physical. It's a tough place to play, too, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, they beat Purdue two years in a row. Um, you know, beat Michigan State at home pretty pretty handily the other night. So, um, they, they, you know, their crowd gets into it. They, they're there. Um, Chris has done a great job of really building this program. Coach Kevin Willard joins us, Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Coach, you beat Michigan at home, but to go on the road to beat Illinois, talk about a tough win. What does that do for the confidence of your team? Yeah, I mean, it's. I think it was important. We we had talked a, a lot um, after the Minnesota game about just, you know, having a different mentality on the road. Um, you know, I really thought that Sean Harris-Smith and Jamie Kaiser, they're really growing up right in front of my eyes. They're playing really well. Uh, defensively, they're making some big plays. Offensively, they're helping us and not hurting us now. Um, they've really grown. So I think, you know, their mentality, um, you know, understanding how to play on the road and understanding good shots and bad shots and defensive rotations and uh, has really helped us become a better basketball team. Hey, Coach, as you start to look at, um, you know, who you have coming up, and, and I know you take it one game at a time, we talked about how tough this conference is. And does it make it, I don't want to say easier to coach, but you're never going to have these look-ahead games when you have a tough opponent after tough opponent each week. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something the, you know, the young guy said to me yesterday was, you know, it's like every scout's important. And, you know, and I said, yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's a great thing about playing in such a great basketball conference is every night you have a chance to prove yourself. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to worry about not being on TV. You don't have to worry about not getting coverage because it's such a great conference uh, with such good players. It, it really is. The more I go through this, the more I'm amazed at um, just how deep and, and, and how great the coaching is in this conference. Coach, well, a good win for you. I was up in New York at a tournament myself, watching it in a, in a uh, hotel bar, pumped up, uh, getting that win. Good win for you, and good luck on uh, uh, tomorrow against uh, Northwestern. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks Coach. Thanks, Coach. Big win. Big win for him. It, it was a big win. Jeremy, I mean, I, I liked your question about the minutes, because 40 minutes is a lot, and if you think about it, Jameer, average, Jameer Young averages 34 minutes a game. Now, some people are going to be like, that's only six more minutes. That's a lot of minutes. It, On top of that, now think about this. He averages 34 minutes a game. The, the game against uh, Michigan, he played 36. This game, he played 40. So he's trending upward. He's played above his minutes, his average minutes, the last two games that we know of. I, mean, I didn't even check uh, uh, Minnesota. So that's a lot of minutes. Yeah, I mean, look, in the, depending on the type of player you are, too, like we would – a lot of times people would watch NBA games and go, well, wait a minute, why isn't KD on Giannis or vice versa to start the game? And then by the fourth quarter, you'll see him on him. Like, coming up in this next game, if you got to guard Boo Booey for, what, 30-some minutes? Yeah. Because he's going to play 38, 39 minutes himself, and now you're on, like, it, it could take a lot out of you. So it's it's the constant juggle of how you're going to do it with a zone. Do you put him on a different mm-hmm. guard so he's not wearing him out um, so you get the same type of output on offense? But as he he talked about it, like, it does kind of feel like Jameer Young starting to click right and now. And Bowie dropped 31 points against Purdue. He's good. Last three games, yeah. Jameer Young is averaging 37 minutes a game. That's I, I a lot of minutes. So you get TV timeouts at the four-minute breaks, right? The uh, 16, 12, 8, 4. You get your TV timeouts that you can work in there and try to k- get guys breaks. Um, a lot of times you'll see, you won't see a guy play the full 40 minutes, but it'll be damn near it because maybe you right. take him out on a free throw right. to let him get a quick rest, get something to drink, pop him back in after one possession. Or maybe even if you get them pop back in before the uh, the free throws end, but that's a lot of minutes to be playing at that level. And I'm not criticizing them for playing that many minutes. No. You got to do what you got to do. But let me go back to what you just said about the TV timeouts. Everybody gets those. Yeah, it's not like he's getting them and everybody's not getting them. Everybody's getting those breaks. So that's still a lot of minutes compared to what he had been playing leading up to that and what others are playing. The only reason you got to do it though. You got to do it. Only reason I bring that up is that there's just ways to finagle it and try to get your guys some rest without them actually losing minutes. Um but yeah, it's it's still a little difficult to get guys in and out of games uh that much. Is he, you know, if he's going to be playing that much, it's just like what do you do? Is he he's going to be out there tired? Does he build up those minutes? Guys in the NBA got criticized for it. Nick Nurse did it with the Raptors, um where these guys would play on Tom Thibodeau does it with the Knicks. These cats are yeah. playing like 38 sure. minutes. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely. So uh, they have Northwestern tomorrow. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. We hope you uh, be safe out there in this snow. The roads look like they're clearing up a little bit. The skies are still gray. I don't know what's in the forecast, but it doesn't look like it's over with uh, as of yet. Vinny and Haney up next. Have yourselves a safe and wonderful Taco Tuesday. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future, in vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.